Hello, magic seekers, and welcome to It Turns Out She's a Witch. We're your hosts, Laura and Shannon, and, and welcome, welcome to, to our, our podcast coven. beautiful podcast coven we are with you again for another episode of turns out she's a witch we have a truly magical guest for you all today this beautiful artist clairvoyant storyteller and weaver of worlds is described as a hedge witch with a fairy soul she has a deep reverence for the natural world and the ancient rituals of her norse and celtic ancestors an avid gardener and wildcrafter she aims to live in harmony with the seasons and cycles of nature With a degree in art history, archaeology and romantic literature, she is fascinated by the mythologies of ancient cultures, fairy tales and legends. She recently released the Earth Spirit Oracle, which is a truly beautiful and whimsical deck. Today, we are delighted to welcome to the podcast, Nancy Chalmers. Yay, thank you. Hi, that gave me little goosebumps. <laughs> oh. Hi, girls. <laughs> There's so many pockets of interesting things there I can't wait to dive into. Mm. Yeah, I was listening going, oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> who's that woman? Oh, who's that? Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I forgot that I have that degree. <laughs> wow. Oh, I love that. It's so cool. Good research, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're all over it. Great at digging up some stuff. <laughs> Certainly, oh, yeah. That's really cute. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful. <laughs> oh, as are we. Now, I'm <laughs> delighted to say that you're also a part of our podcast cover and listen to us ramble on each week. And yes. in an email, you mentioned that you love the Fae folk. Can you share with us how they became a part of your world? Oh, wow. Well, let's see. Um, I guess they kind of always have been a part of my world. I've I've loved, like all little girls, well, lots of little girls and boys, I just mm-hmm. loved my storybook characters and, and storybooks growing up. I had tons of books about fairies and I was such an avid reader and just gobbled it all up and I loved all the illustrations um I recently did an episode on my YouTube channel about um how I kind of first came to fall in love with the fairies and the fae um and featured my favorite book uh an Australian illustrator called Ida Rental Othwaite I think that's how it's mm, pronounced what um, a name she wrote so she sort of I think she was born in the late 1800s and to me she seems like maybe like the real OG kind of Australian cottage witch because she's one of the first to really see the magic of the fae in the Australian bush. So she she kind of I guess um, yeah just used to illustrate these beautiful scenes sometimes with fairies sitting having cups of tea with koalas or sitting on branches with kookaburras. And I just loved her illustrations. They're so delicate and and beautiful. 
Um, so I guess I could say that she was a huge inspiration to, to me as a child and she's probably why I became an illustrator um, and an artist today. So, wow, yeah, so she's kind of maybe the, the first witch I fell in love with, you know, a, a mentor in a way or an idol of some kind. Um, yeah, so it all started way back then and then I guess I kind of got lost in the adult world. I grew up and moved to the city and kind of forgot about the fairies. Um, it's quite cute. Recently I went to pick up some honey from the local honey guy <laughs> and I saw on his um, veranda he had all these uh, pots with mushrooms in them and little fairy houses. Oh. And I said to him, oh, I love this. Like why do you, why do you have these fairy things on your balcony? And he said, oh. I used to put them there for my little granddaughter and she would come and search for chocolates every time she visited, but the fairies would be here and leave her chocolates. And then he looked a little bit, his eyes were a bit downcast and he looked a little sad and he said, but I think she's grown out of that now. And I just joked, I said, don't worry, at about 40 she'll get right back into fairies. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Like she'll be back. (laughs) Don't worry. And then I just giggled. I'm, I was just like, yeah, I love them. I'll, I'll come around and search for them anytime. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess when I moved back to a rural place where I had access to these incredible ferny forests and rivers and, oh, it's it really is a wonderland here and I get all the seasons as well as all of the, you know, all that kind of European seasonal yeah. change as well as the Australian bush magic. And so they've been talking to me ever since I moved back here um, and just trying to get my attention. Yeah. So anyway, I go looking in the, in the forest, in the bush for little signs of them. And I, I, I find things like fairy doors in the, in the base of trees, which is like Mm -hmm. when a tree has grown, that there's like a little fairy door. And sometimes if they go all the way through, it's a fairy portal. Wow. (laughs) At least in my childlike imagination. Yeah. And I see what I like to call fairy citadels, which is like a a mossy trunk or mossy trunk of a tree that's fallen over or Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all covered in moss and there's like this microcosm of <laughs> life in there with like lichen and mushrooms and things and so I like to kind of peer into those and imagine that they're there <laughs> yeah but I'll I guess I should jump to you know my kind of belief about what they mm. are and and do they exist great um because and and perhaps this is a bit left of field but as with so much of my journey in in becoming a witch and learning how to practice it's all self-taught really and I just go with my intuition Mm. um and I just do what I I feel and I I learn as I go um so I I kind of settled on even with all of the folklore and and other information about the fae that is out there I've kind of settled on this feeling that they're multi-dimensional beings so they exist in in our imagination and in our folklore and in that liminal space between the realms um and I feel very much so that what exists in our imagination it simply exists what exists in dreams exists it's no lesser real experience than our waking life or what we might perceive to be our 
muggle yeah. <laughs> uh, mundane realm. <laughs> I mean, who knows if this is even the reality or if it's a dream anyway. Yes, a simulation. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, talking about um, feeling like a hedge witch, I guess there's a lot about that, but that I think traditionally seen as one who jumps between or jumps the hedge between yeah. worlds and mm. lives in different dimensions, I guess, has one foot in another realm always. Um, so I believe they're there in that space. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel that they're these little creatures with pretty butterfly wings and that they're humanoid or, or although I do believe that some may see them like that. But I don't see them like that. I see them more on a sensory level, if that makes sense. Um, and I also feel that they're the spirit of the plants, that, mm. that each plant has its own spirit and way to communicate. And it just appears to me like a fairy on the wings of our imagination, if that oh, wow. sort of lands. That's beautiful. It's, our imagination gives them wings and gives them a like a form that pleases mm. us, I suppose. Um, and, you know, maybe they're the spirits of the plants just catching a catching flight on insects' wings, you know, on a, on a butterfly or a dragonfly or even a little bird. Um, and that's how we see them. So we see them with the imagination of a child with that, that open-minded wonder where children can see anything they're open to possibilities so yeah so that's kind of how I see them and um the story about <laughs> when I I realized yeah they are definitely trying to talk to me and get my attention mm, yeah um I was walking through this um really remote bushland like I'm talking kilometers away from the town and no sealed road nothing and if you saw on Google Maps, <laughs> you would just be like, wow, that's, it looks like National Park. It's completely covered in trees and bush. So I was wandering so far out and I just felt drawn to this tree. It was as if it were calling to me. And it was just a huge tree um, off in the distance. And I scrambled, I had to scramble through the bush to get to it. <laughs> and I couldn't even believe it but I just knew I had to go and see it like wrap my arms around it or talk to this tree it was just calling me drawing me to it for just randomly <laughs> um and when I got there I found at the base of the tree a a golden box I guess it was perhaps an old ice cream container but it was a golden box and I hesitated a little bit because I was like, what could possibly be in here? I didn't know what I would find. <laughs> and I, I felt like, oh, I wasn't um, disturbing anything uh, sacred or special if I were to open it. And I opened it up. And inside, and this was sort of around when I was beginning to settle on really identifying as a witch. Mm. And I believe it was near Samhain. And inside was a witch poppet. I'm not even kidding. I was just could not believe it. My mind was blown. There was a little dolly, like a witch poppet made of felt and hand sewn. Wow. And, yeah, 
And I was like, whoa, this is already just blowing my mind that I would be called to this tree where there was a treasure box with a witch in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of absolutely nowhere, of all the trees, like thousands of trees that I could have gone to walk up to. Um, and so not only was there a poppet in there, but there was some coloured pencils and coloured pencils for me uh, were like they were the first art medium I ever used to create children's books. I, I created this amazing, well, I, <laughs> everyone tells me they're amazing. <laughs> Blow my own horn for like a 10-year-old. Ding, ding, that bell, sister. <laughs> um, and my first pub ever published illustration was of pencils with wings, like your imagination taking flight. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and they're coloured pencils and two, like, toy rings, one a citrine and one an amethyst. And I was just blown away because really I would say citrine and amethyst are my two go-to stones because citrine being that it's that uh, sharing your joy, that creative expression, the solar plexus, and it's the creativity one. and amethyst being the the psychic kind of like walking between the worlds um kind of you know those two are my big yeah um, ones I use all the time in my studio and practice wow. and I just thought whoa I was really I'm getting goosebumps even just talking yeah. about it now but um yeah and that's when I was like oh yeah okay <laughs> I know they're here um and then I did a little walk through the forest to ask for my fey name and I went down to this place I call the Fairy Fern Forest near my home. Oh. And I was, it was kind of like a, is it a medicine walk or, or a forest yes. walk, or, you know, communicating mm -hmm. with the plant spirits in some way. Uh, so off I went and I smelt so strongly the smell of um, the scent of violets, which is a sign of the fae folk being near. Mm -hmm. And then I heard bells chiming clear as day bells chiming and laughter and again I was in the middle of absolutely nowhere so it couldn't have been wind chimes or there was no one on the trail ahead of me nothing but I heard bells and laughter and I was just like oh okay um and then I came home and a couple of other things happened I won't talk too much about this one thing but a couple of things other, <laughs> other things happened and I went um and just made them a little offering out in my garden with some little cakes that I'd made and some flowers that I picked and things like that to say you know thank you for that experience and in the days that followed all these gifts kept appearing in my home like feathers or leaves when I was like they couldn't yeah. possibly be there or things would move around the garden <laughs> that I'm like birds wouldn't be picking this up or there's no reason for this to be moved um yeah so they were kind of like cheekily saying yeah wow we, we heard you <laughs> yeah so that's so beautiful that's the, the, the fey magic or yeah that's as quickly as I can that's <laughs> like <laughs> face story in and of itself like such a validating experience for you to have and so mm. deeply personal were those things in that box that meant so much to yeah. you yeah I couldn't Incredible. figure out was because I thought it was, if a child had 
a child would have needed parents to take them in a four-wheel drive and drop them out there near that tree wow. if it were a child. Yeah, wow. Um, uh, but a good friend of mine, a witchy friend of mine, she said, you know, maybe it was you in another dimension oh. or timeline and that was your you put, leaving it there for you to find for you. now. And I was like, Ooh. oh, yeah. I love that that's thought. Cool. <laughs> that is. Because yeah. it does, it sounds like that that present was made perfectly for you. <laughs> that's for sure. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. I love that it. That's so cool. I did too. <laughs> Interview over. Nice to speak to you. That was amazing. I don't know where we're going to go from there. <laughs> I'm excited to find out. <laughs> I know. I'll go to the next question. <laughs> so, Nancy, being an avid gardener witch myself, can you talk to us about your beautiful witchy garden and how you work with the plant spirits in it? Oh, well, my garden is truly my joy I, it, I I yeah I'm speechless just <laughs> even thinking about how I can summarize this one because my last story was so rambling um, no yeah I I just love it and again it's my way of giving back to the to the fairies and yeah. of connecting with them every day or when it's not raining and I mm-hmm. get out there and um so I I like to yeah I really like to connect with each and every plant and they have special meanings and memories behind them Um, and I love most of all when I grow something from seed so I can see it grow before my eyes and I can watch it over the years become this beautiful thing um, under my care and love Um, so that's just it's magical everything about gardening is magical and it teaches me so much yeah um (laughs) But yeah, I I do like to place crystals in the pots mm-hmm. or crystals around my plants um, to kind of help them grow and, and different um, correspondences with the colours. Is that does your really doggy well? like gardening as well? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think he wants to. Um, so with your garden. Do you have areas where you grow plants to eat and work with and other areas that you just grow and and leave or how do you sort of set everything out? Yeah. Well, I've kind of got a little plan of different zones and I I give them quite cute names. Oh, (laughs) There was at one stage the bean palace (laughs) because I do have a veggie patch or an area for growing my own produce and, um, and then I have several herb sections (laughs) sections <laughs> um I have the fairy garden which is really just dedicated to flowers and yeah. bringing them magic and joy um and to be yeah just it's just a, a beautiful it's just something to make with bright colors and beautiful blooms and um things for me to paint <laughs> um and then I think my like proudest thing in the garden at the moment is uh, the moon garden. So it's a circular garden. So there's a big, it's white. So it has um, white pebble stone things to kind of make it reflect the moonlight um, and symbolise the full moon is the uh, shape of the garden. Uh, And then I have two crescent moons, which is the actual garden beds around the edges. (laughs) (laughs) um and so the two crescent moons around the edges the full moon in the center so 
kind of representing the phases, of course, the waxing, the full and the waning, and I guess the dark moon is everything in between. (laughs) Yeah, everything in between. Yeah. Yeah. In the center is the my what I call my cauldron, but it's kind of a fire pit too. Oh yes, yes. (laughs) You know, the 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 muggles will call it a fire pit, but (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I do a, any kind of fire ritual work on a good day in that um, in that cauldron, and then there's four uh, logs from a tree that was sadly cut down across the road at a neighbor's house. Um, so I've I've reclaimed those logs and put four around to represent the four seasons, the four cardinal directions. Is yep. that the right one? <laughs> um, so it's just a really magical space. And I've I've chosen specifically blue, purple, white, and silver uh, plants to reflect the moonlight. Um, wow. In the garden. Um, and so it's just a really magical place to to kind of do my little rituals and, and things out there. So love it. Yeah, that's the moon garden. So I think that's yeah. Lots <laughs> oh, and I also have colors. a rose goddess divine. garden. Oh, of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) So in a future episode of The Rambling Rose, I'll do um, building this rose goddess garden Mm -hmm. to Aphrodite. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. And that, of course, that you just mentioned is your YouTube channel. I think we're going to talk about that shortly. We are. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we heard off a little birdie that you live in a tiny home as well. Yeah, I sure do. And it is lovely and it has its challenges. Um, but I've kind of been working away, chipping away slowly at it for three years now. Okay. And wow. it's actually two pods. Um, well, like I had it, you know, finished enough to be comfortable living in it uh, about three years ago. Uh, and then I've just been, you know, doing my things to make it, make it, I don't know, just the way I want it, you know, that just mm. this this home that feels right and it feels really magical and special, a great place to create. So there's a loft space that was originally going to be the bedroom, like in a traditional kind of what you imagine a tiny house. I was supposed to sleep in the loft. Mm. Um, but I turned that into the art studio <laughs> and built another pod which is connected by a walkway, a timber walkway, and I leave. That's the bedroom, so I have this really oh. indulgent big bedroom space. Nice, because um, yeah, I didn't want that claustrophobic, like getting up in the night and banging my head on the, yeah. you know, yeah. on the roof and <laughs> coming up and down the stairs with my teacups. So, mm. Mm. <laughs> um, so now I go up and down the stairs. In, with my teacup and my paintbrushes yeah. and all of yeah. that stuff and so I'm like ah oh, that wasn't well planned out but um <laughs> yeah there's a rooftop space and um yeah I've just been chipping away but I recently was lucky to get some paints donated to me that I can paint a mural on a on one of the doors so oh wow I'm going to do like a peach tree uh painted door kind of thing so it's still evolving all the time. Yeah. So cool. Like your oh, creativity magic. within the space you live would just be fun, I would imagine. And like you said, sometimes yeah, it's tricky, fun. but yeah, it is fun. I mean, some people might hesitate to start 
like painting all over their walls. <laughs> and I, I would, at first I did, but then I thought, no, make it your weird, creative, you know, eclectic, eccentric space and just, and love it, you know, just, mm. and if you ever do sell, the next person will be a kindred spirit who's going to be like, oh, wow, you painted peaches all over the door. I love this. So and cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, if you can't make your own space your own, what can you do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, Nancy, how important is ceremony and ritual within your own life? Hmm. I thought about this question and I, I thought I'll, I'll keep the answer short. <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I am a bit of a solitary witch and I don't have coven as such to work with um so I am a little bit rogue in my <laughs> in my adherence to rituals or ceremony and again I just follow my intuition with it a lot um, but I do definitely love to work my work my I guess craft around the wheel of the year of course it's just amazing to celebrate those different mm seasonal changes uh, with some beautiful rituals that reflect that time of the year and I'd love to also work with the moon um, and its cycles so I guess that's kind of I let nature guide me sure. you know with when and where and what rituals and ceremonies mm -hmm. that, yeah so yeah that makes That's a lot my of sense. quick answer for that one. <laughs> makes yeah. a lot of sense. Like with the moon garden that you were saying, you know, you'd obviously, I would imagine you to be out there at least on full moons or new moons. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that Sounds makes beautiful. perfect sense. Mm. Yeah, I kind of work it around that and and I think that's that's where I came to this original, uh, when I first really sunk into this feeling. Um of of identifying <laughs> um, was always going to be around the seasons it was it was Samhain that that kind of was the clincher mm. <laughs> and I was like oh yeah I, I can feel it now yeah yeah, yeah. and we just had Beltane at point of recording it's the day after so did yeah. you do did you get up too much yesterday at all mm. or did you just sit did in I it yesterday I, it's been a really tumultuous time <laughs> with, mm. with the eclipse season and everything oh, going on. Oh, goodness so, me, eclipse yeah. season. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually celebrated a little bit early for, for Beltane or, or Belloween. Oh, oh <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I celebrated a little bit early because I was trying to film my my day, you know, my, my Beltane day and what what rituals I would do um I decided to focus on self-care and right. really just the things that would romance myself on this day that was really all about you know passion and sensuality and mm. and and feeling into love I guess it's a celebration of um love and marriage and hand fasting and so on so yeah I just pampered myself on love it 
on the it's like been a whole week of <laughs> yes. and festivities oh, for me sure. in my house. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I got into I made myself a herbal bath soak um with herbs from the garden and I I had the fire going, yeah. Like nice. I didn't jump over it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking about it. And yeah, I guess I kind of had a little bit of a, a romantic time with my dog and <laughs> <laughs> he was he was like my my date for Belte and so we, we had a bit of breakfast in bed and that mm. was nice. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. That sounds beautiful. That's why he was barking before he wanted to get out and be with you. Yeah, he's totally happy now. Yeah, <laughs> he just wants to be close. That's right. <laughs> now, a question we always ask our guests, what does the word witch mean to you? Oh, and I love this listening to your podcast. <laughs> I really love it. All the answers are so perfect. But to me, I believe it's, it's someone who is aware and has a reverence for the sublime world, the realms and dimensions beyond the ordinary, um, and someone who is not scared to kind of peek behind that curtain and is comfortable in the knowledge that what we see isn't really all there is like that's not mm. all there is to it there's so much more beyond our current um realm or perception or what we believe to be reality um and yeah what we see is just the tip of the iceberg really there's just this whole huge other world that can be tapped into um and yeah I also feel that of course a witch is one with nature and the rhythms and cycles of nature are so important that we're kind of, we can feel it in our bones, in our body when mm. the seasons change, when we just have that intuitive connection to Mother Earth. Um, and I wrote that a witch can hear whispers on the wind and knows the secrets of the forest. Plants and animals are her kinfolk and the moon and stars her guides. Oh, that's beautiful. <sighs> oh, I love it. Goosebumps <laughs> and shivers. And... It's a bit of a romantic witch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. I love it. And it's like you said, I love hearing the responses and each and every one is my mm. new favourite. <laughs> oh, yeah, so beautiful. Mm, thank you for that. There's so many facets to it and so there many. Really is. Yeah, it really is just a beautiful thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. Couldn't agree more. Uh, you have a YouTube channel, The Rambling Rose, as we yes. briefly touched on, but now it is time to talk all of the things that are going on that you share over there. <laughs> mm, well, yeah, I wanted to share a story about how it all came to be, mm. which is really cool. And it all began with with the plant spirits, again, guiding me towards doing this thing. Um, when just at the at the completion of the Earth Spirit Oracle, which was a year-long process of writing and illustrating, I went on a beautiful um, little weekend away with one of my good girlfriends. Um, we went to a, a day retreat where we went on a, a plant spirit like a medicine journey, um, mm. which is one of the activities we did in the day. 
it was just a beautiful day. But we did a meditation and it was like a guided, for me, an astral kind of journey with the the plant spirit starflower, which some would know it as borage. It's that blue Mm five-pointed star-shaped flower. Um, So we use the essence of that, which is meant to, this, I mean, this has a huge sort of medicinal um, and well, spiritual background, but very briefly, it's meant to encourage that push of um, birthing something into the world right. and to give you the courage and the energy to give birth to something. Um, so we went on this journey and off I went as I do in my... <laughs> in my weird world and we went up we we let the starflower guide us up uh through the stars to to another realm I guess and I found myself in this it was like there were just ancient trees incredibly tall like hundreds of meters tall ancient trees like dripping with moss and leaves and there were insects everywhere and waterfalls cascading down wow. from these cliffs covered in um, in plants and vines. And it looked a little bit like, you know, that Avatar movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm clearly on another planet. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I thought to myself, perhaps this is a vision of the planet that once was, mm. like Earth that once was, the utopian mm. um world or perhaps even another version of earth in another timeline or earth um long 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 after us when she has recovered and she's just covered in forest and jungle Um, but the thing that really stood out for me was that in all of this mist and the condensation in the atmosphere that was coming off the um waterfalls and with all these multiple light sources, as if this world had several suns, there was just rainbows everywhere. Oh. It was casting rainbows on everything. The leaves were glistening with rainbows and the little, the whole air was just filled with just rainbow light. And in the journey we were asked, okay, it's time to come home now. It's time to come back down to earth. And I thought to myself, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, not back there. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, really? I'd, I'd much prefer to stay here among the rainbows. Oh. It's just so peaceful. And I had this sense of utter peace. Um, but, the, you know, the guide said, okay, but you need to come down and remember your soul's purpose, your soul's mission. What was that? And I was like, oh, and I, and I felt the the voice come through that, you need to tell others how to get here, tell the world, share with them the key to get to the rainbow realm or the realm of the imagination, the realm of childlike wonder, the realm of perhaps the fairies and just go back and your mission is to show people the way Mm -hmm. Um, because the world needs that right now. So then I came back and I was... um, 
this was up around Byron Bay where we did the retreat and I went back to my little Airbnb and I just brainstormed. Like it just all flew out of me. I was just uh, intuitively writing what, how I was going to share this. And of course I thought to myself, well, what's the next step is that you want to make beautiful films. You want to make romantic, well, as best I can with my limited sort of technical knowledge. (laughs) Um, Typical of me, I was like, right, we're going to be, you know, Stanley Kubrick or (laughs) Peter Jackson overnight. (laughs) See it in your head. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, it's going to be like this. And and then, you know, technology has its way of saying, hmm, you've got to get real. But um, (laughs) yeah. And so I just, I was like, how can I do this? How can I fulfill this soul mission to share? share that whimsy and wonder that we're all so missing. Like it's not that I'm burying my head in the sand or I'm unaware that the world is in a very hmm, challenging place right now. It's that I know that people need that escapism sure. and they need to step away from the, the doom and gloom and perhaps, you know, instead of watching the news sometimes, you might want to watch something that's all about fairies and beautiful garden flowers and, yeah, that kind of heartwarming, soothing stuff. So, yeah, so I decided I wanted to do that and um, I share things like, yeah, each of the um points on the the calendar, the wheel of the year. So I do different things for different festivals. Um, For Ostara, I did a lovely, very cottagecore-esque Anne of Green Gables inspired picnic where I made some uh, mini bunt cakes that have, you know, herbs in them, magical herbs in the the cakes. And um, and I painted some Ostara eggs uh, and made a little mossy, altar thing to place on my um ostara altar and um i've done yeah just gardening things herb craft like crafting with herbs and um making yeah various things for my garden and and i'm also tying it all together with each episode i'll be painting a page of my new book Spoiler alert, there's more to come. (laughs) I also decided on this starflower medicine journey that the other thing I wanted to share with the world was a book about how to enter this rainbow realm in your everyday life um, and just do these little fun activities. Um, Make yourself a flower crown or do some intuitive writing or, um, yeah, celebrate the wheel of the year with, with fun nourishing sweet things so yeah yeah oh it sounds amazing that's what it's all about I'm sure I've missed something (laughs) well it doesn't matter if you have because we will include the link to your YouTube channel in the show notes for this episode so we'll all be clicking on that and having a look and I love that you do wheel of the year stuff so that's right up our alley (laughs) oh yeah 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 Yeah. and for the southern witches so it's nice to have some southern hemisphere like timely things I'm yeah. getting really jealous of all the sour and stuff that's, <laughs> that's on my YouTube at yeah. the moment. Like, oh. yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to tune in. My goodness. <laughs> it sounds you. like something that uh, children would like too. I have two young daughters, so I'm wondering yeah. that they're probably going to get on YouTube as well and mm. 
watch yeah. watch yeah. the things. <laughs> That probably really relate to me. <laughs> really in her forties. Like, oh. <laughs> You're gonna be their new like, favorite no. person. <laughs> Not really. I'm practically a wiggle. <laughs> I love it. You should be. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. So now let's talk about the Earth Spirit Oracle. I was blessed to get a copy of this, and it is so beautiful. The artwork is truly sublime and it is such a joy to use. So what inspired its creation? Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, its creation. Well, on, on the flip side, opposed to the last story, I never really saw the Earth Spirit Oracle coming. I, I've always mm. wanted to do something like that. But out of nowhere, um, the co-creator, Melissa, contacted me. She lives over in Florida so Mm -hmm. she found me on Instagram and and just fell in love with my artwork and honestly I cannot imagine a a better more perfect person to partner up with because she gave me so much creative freedom she I've never worked with someone so sweet and trusting of my my yeah, my art and my intuition. And she just pretty much gave me free reign and said, just roll with your, roll with, I love everything you do, just roll with that. And I trust what's coming through each week for you. Um, There are 42 cards in the deck. So I tried to roughly aim to illustrate one a week. um, So I wouldn't (laughs) die of overwork. (laughs) My illustrations are really overly detailed and in the beginning mm. I said oh we better scale it back so <laughs> uh, it's impossible for me I I just have this style that is so sort of um yeah highly detailed and kind of fine mm-hmm. intricate work and I really need to work on that because it slows me right down um so I worked on one each week and and then I had time to work on the I think it's about 25,000 words of the um guidebook and um, so yeah, it was just amazing. Melissa has had some incredible um, near-death experiences that have given her a okay. real sense of the that sublime world. Um, but it, you know, the most amazing thing—well, there's lots of amazing things about it, the whole process. But each week, the card that I was working on manifested in my life like, wow. in some way, and this happens with all of my art it's it's really weird but at the same time I probably should be expecting it by now (laughs) and not not ever surprised right like even yeah everything I I still get a bit like wow I can't believe that happens but for example there's a card about the snow and the week that I began sketching and painting that it, it there was a cold snap across Victoria and the first snow dump of the season and it just it was a huge blanket of snow on the mountain and I was like really come on Amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, there's a card this happens all the time so I could tell so many stories of how my I, I guess at this point in my life I'm realizing that I am creating when I'm creating 
if that makes yeah. sense. I'm actually mm. calling it in. And I have to be careful because I don't want to call in too many snakes and spiders oh, goodness. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, poisonous <laughs> things or, you know, dangerous stuff. So it's like we're not doing an earthquake card. That's not happening. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> call in something else to deal um, with it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I have to be really careful. It's that careful what you wish for kind of thing but sure. uh, there's a another card which was um belladonna and this card was about protection and protection protecting your energy from potentially toxic mm-hmm. things and at i'm um, being you know being such an introvert and a and a kind of country small town <laughs> quiet person that doesn't get out much it was really strange for me to have this experience of when I was painting that card someone came into my life that I needed to work with that just you know without bless them but they were very um toxic essentially mm-hmm. they were the belladonna that came into my life at that time and I needed to protect my energy from this person and learn to I guess stand up and create really firm boundaries because they just kept stepping over any flimsy boundary I created and were really stressing me out and giving me quite um I felt almost scared like it was mm-hmm. there was a bit of a scary continual ignoring of my boundaries um so yeah so maybe I shouldn't have done a card on that (laughs) because that was a really really challenging week for me um but yeah and in in painting them and then writing the description writing the interpretation in the guidebook each week it helps me guide me along Mm. through these experiences so it was just really uncanny and ultimately now I'm so connected to that deck and I'm so they're all the cards are so attuned to me that they're even more perfect mm-hmm. I mean I love all my oracle card decks and I use them all the time for different things whichever deck I'm drawn to but I know that now the earth spirit oracle is my go-to because it mm-hmm. it knows me and I know it yeah and I know all the um sort of he- hidden secret things in the illustrations that wow you know perhaps no one else knows yeah <laughs> um yeah but yeah. Oh, I'll just give you one more example of like when I manifest something sure. through painting, it's scary. But I was painting a, a, a spirit painting of a woman surrounded by bees. It's called um, the Bee Maiden. And I got stung by a bee in the, in the middle of my forehead, like right in my third <laughs> oh eye. Oh my gosh. That same week, it was it stung so bad. And I'm being the big sook that I am, I just burst into tears. Oh, it was just wow. like this instant hit of like stinging, burning pain. Like, wow. Wow. Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, thanks. But, you know, oh well, boosted my immunity, I suppose. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gosh, you could have just got a delivery of honey dropped off, you know, unexpectedly. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like, oh, I better start painting some, like, pots of gold or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Help you plan. (laughs) The end of all my rainbows. (laughs) Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, this question might be tricky for you to answer then, seeing as though you're connected Mm. to each and every one so much. It's going to be like picking your favorite child do you have yeah a favorite card or message within the deck well 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like trying to pick a favourite child. And at different times in my life, different cards will resonate with me. Mm. Um, I'm just pulling out the deck now because I was going to, I guess it's not visual, so you don't need to see the card. Sure. <laughs> but, um, I, but I can post it a photo really to hard. our socials. Oh, yes. Oh, Which okay. I will. I'll find that. Because I've got the deck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome, perfect. <laughs> um, so I, I went with the river um, because that was such, for me, all of the illustrations came together, you know, beautifully. I was really happy with the result. But this one... I don't know. I just, it felt like it wasn't even me painting it by the wow. end. I was like, how did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> I was really, it kind of took my breath away to sort of see the end result because there were, I was called to use colors that I, I never really use. The, the mix, like the palette was just so unusual for me, but it worked out so beautifully because I wanted, I felt it needed to be at dawn. Um, and I was called to to put two swans in the in the scene right. of this p- peaceful river, and the the swans are sort of very symbolic, um, and they kind of had this luminosity or glow about them. And I've I've reflected the trees in the sunlight on the river, and I just was like, I just so visually, this is my favorite card. I just love how the illustration came out but I also really loved what I wrote about it um so I could just write uh, read a little bit um yes, please. Mm. I I wrote that the river flows from the snowy mountains to the sea winding languorously between valleys tumbling down in waterfalls branching into rivulets and pausing momentarily to twirl in eddies and whirlpools When she becomes one with the sea, she evaporates into clouds that rain down on the mountains once more, beginning her magical journey over again in a spiral dance as old as time. So that's just kind of the intro to it. But the idea of this card is to go with the flow and trust, you know, let go and let flow and do not resist the flow of the river. Just let it take you on life's beautiful, magical journey. And I wrote dolce far niente, which is Italian for the sweetness of doing nothing. Uh, And I felt at the time that the resistance is what causes us so much pain and suffering in life. The, The desire to go another way or force it or control it or predict it can cause us so much grief. But the ability to just let go and trust trust in the flow of your life is yeah it it will bring so much peace so yeah so I love that sentiment and I love that card and yeah I I have a quote for each card of this one is I choose to listen to the river for a while thinking river thoughts before joining the night and the stars and I felt that that was at the end of our river at the end of our life's journey we we are back to the stars and then potentially we started all over again, mm. raining down onto the mountains. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. So that's my favourite card at the moment. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's so deep and insightful too. Mm. Thank you. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Mm. 
And now you have so many beautiful offerings available via your website, such as fine art prints, gorgeous wrapping papers, clairvoyant readings, and of course, the Earth Oracle. But something that caught my eye was the spirit paintings. Can you talk to us about this process? Oh, the spirit paintings. Well, let's see. Without going on too long, I'll sort of take you back to the beginning of those because I began spirit paintings maybe five or six years ago. Uh, And it was after I did my yoga teacher training. And in that, I it was kind of you could do a little elective and opt to learn other things. And I I chose to um, learn Reiki. And mostly at the time, I just wanted to learn about the chakras. I was really interested in color magic and and yeah and color and how it relates to the chakras of the body so I didn't really expect much else from that other than to learn about the chakras but when the master did the attunement I, I was blown away because I thought wait she's put something in my water like <laughs> I, I was like She's drugged me because I'm having the most incredible out-of-body psychedelic experience when she 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 did the attunement. It felt as though my brain had my my skull had popped open wow. and just my brain was exposed to the air and that this oh like a mystical breeze was blowing through my brain. It felt cooling and incredible. And I just felt this rush of euphoria and I was just like, whoa, I couldn't believe it. And I joke with her later that that was the moment when she poked me in the third eye. (laughs) I was like, you poked, she's she's still like one of my great teachers and mentors. Um, But she literally poked me in the third eye and it hasn't closed ever since. Oh, wow. (laughs) I've always had like a, I've always had, uh, precognitive dreams, premonitions, waking visions, and the ability to, I think the very first time I accidentally slipped between realms was <laughs> I was just on the trampoline as a little kid and I went to a whole nother dimension wow. from just, I was just lying on the trampoline looking at the clouds and then the next minute I was somewhere totally other world and I just, yeah, so many experiences, even when I was small, should have alerted me. <laughs> but then that was when she really, like, I was just, from that moment on, I just had nothing but an inrush of, um, and then that was further activated with an, when another friend of mine did a reading for me. And I thought to myself, I'd love to try this on some friends. Like, mm. I, I, I think this would be a really beautiful way to get inspired for a painting that I would, you know, do one of these readings and take one of these journeys and paint what I see. So I started out with just a few friends of mine. So I, you know, I approached a few and said, can I practice on you? Could I paint you? Um, Originally I I thought they would be like spirit portraits um, and I thought I'd be painting them, but then Mm. it's evolved that I paint all sorts of different things that I see. so yeah, I started with just some girlfriends and that that really lifted my confidence, I suppose, mm. and 
because each one was just like, wow, how did you know those things? Like, how did you oh. see that? What That's perfect for me. And I, I love looking back over some of the testimonials because they, they really, I don't know, it's really moving. And I feel forever connected to those women. I've probably painted for, oh, over 100 people now. Wow. Um, wow. And we're always psychically, we're psychically connected by this cord, I suppose, across all of the world. I've painted people in all the far corners of the world. Um, yeah, and one of, the, one of the testimonials, she said, I've never felt so seen by another human being. Mm. And that, that just made me feel incredible because I think being seen is the most, oh, it's the most raw human need and so many of us don't mm. I think feel seen in our everyday lives and um and to, for your soul to be seen is so special and so rare that I just love that I'm able to give that to others it's so yeah that's amazing um but the process essentially goes a little like this <laughs> I never do I never I, I get often asked um if it's via zoom and I I'm like no way <laughs> I, I don't I I in the nicest possible way I sort of say well I don't want to see you because mm. if I see your face mm. I will start to form all of my human my humanness will jump in and start making associations or guessing. I'll, yeah. I'll be making guessing games about things and my my logical mind will step in and my intuition will be pushed out. Makes um, sense. So I, I like to know absolutely nothing about them other than their name and their uh, birth details, if they wish, because I like to cross-reference after a reading what's going on in their astrological chart, like the timing, I guess in a way to just sort of check that I'm on the right track with some of my interpretations. Um, so all I know is that, um, and I, I don't like to see a photo or anything. I just like to go in mm. essentially blind. Um, so then we arrange that they'll do a meditation for about 15 minutes in their own quiet space um, that gives me time to connect and I'll do a meditation at the same time. So I pop on my eye pillow, like I'll cleanse the space and I listen to a piece of uh, theta wave music mm. that is particularly good for opening the third eye and for astral travel and stuff. And, uh, and then I just go off onto my journey and now I've been doing it so long that I think my whatever it is in my brain that, that is the receiver of these signals knows as soon as like the first few beats it's like oh we're doing a reading wow. <laughs> and I slip straight wow. into it now which is really cool and so I might journey for up to an hour after the initial connection and it's really impossible to describe in human language how <laughs> yeah. this works or what I'm what's happening but my best guess is I've heard the term Akashic record mm. and mm -hmm. it's a record of all that oh, all that is, was and ever will be 
And to make it more complicated, I think it's all that is, was, and ever will be in multiple dimensions and timelines. <laughs> so yeah. whew, it's quite a mind whew, mind blast just even thinking about that. Mm. But I feel it's like an energetic record up there, like a radio frequency that I'm reading. And because I I think in visuals and I, I see things through an artist's eyes, I see it like a movie. Um, so I guess that's what clairvoyance is, um, to be able to see these things. And so often I will either feel as though I'm in their body and I'm seeing through their eyes the scene before me um, as if, hmm, mm, how do I describe this? This one's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it really is hard to describe the this bizarre infinite thing. But, yeah, it's as if I'm seeing through their eyes or their soul's memory mm. and I sometimes see their past lives and I'm seeing through the eyes of their past incarnation or I see through the future and a lot of times I see through their eyes as a child so their inner child is speaking to me that happens a lot Um, so either I'm seeing through their eyes or I might jump to another scene I just did (laughs) inverted air commas (laughs) Um, (laughs) for everyone that's listening (laughs) because yeah um, or I see it as like the third third person like the the watcher the voyeur um mm-hmm. yeah and so things that come through to me are often animal spirits or plants or objects other things that are metaphors for the message that I need to convey and every now and again I do hear things or feel things um physical sensations <laughs> a funny story Oh, I I was I was doing a, a reading for a, a woman who was I think she calls herself like a sensuality coach or Ooh. a tantric teacher. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, the things I tell you, see. I was <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm kind of just about to start this, you know, <laughs> and uh, you didn't know session. this obviously ahead of time. Well, no. Um, <laughs> actually, I did know a little bit about her beforehand in this one. Right. Um, but I did not expect this. But <laughs> I, felt, I felt in my womb space this real, like, pulsing and, and a kind wow. of like a, yeah, well, <laughs> you know what I felt. <laughs> it just felt like this. And I thought because the rest of the reading was very much, I saw her with a crocodile in a swamp with a lotus and wow, like this diaphanous kind of snaky kimono thing. And I thought that the crocodile being such a, um, a, a metaphor for that creation energy and that mother and the, mm. the egg being a like a giving birth to a something creative I thought oh well that makes sense why my sacral chakra was like tingling and buzzing and pulsing I was like oh it must be that it was that birth metaphor that we were talking about and that mother energy I was like okay that makes sense and then when I told her um and I I convey the reading by a voice message 
um, she, she laughed and she said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm glad you were able to get a good reading. But, you know, I was about 15 minutes late because my, me and my partner were, you know, <laughs> going for it and I just didn't want to interrupt him. And I went, what? And I was just like, well, thanks for that, guys, because I feel like I've basically joined you. And I thought well, that was a psychic threesome. Oh my and I was just like, no wonder my womb space was like tingling and that makes oh my sense gosh now. I was like well that makes me feel I was like well we can do it again next week <laughs> I was like would you like another reading oh my goodness free rides <laughs> yeah I love that a psychic so threesome that was... I've that Never heard of that before. You learn yeah. something new every day. We've just gone wow. off tangent, by the way. No, no, I did no. Not write that in my notes. We've only just, oh, just reminded me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a funny story. My goodness. Mm. So that was one it of the is. rare occasions where I had more of a physical, um, yeah, a sensory thing going on. But yeah, yeah that's how connected I guess mm. I am to that person in the moment is that I feel what they feel I feel sometimes when they're hungry yeah <laughs> during a session <laughs> or you should probably have a snack beforehand um, <laughs> yeah um but oh yeah that's that's that <laughs> oh my goodness well it's really funny because my next question here is that I'm going to actually read it word for word because it's hilarious given what you've just said <laughs> I'm sure that every spirit painting you create is special to you in some way. But do you have a particular experience that really touched your soul or that stands out in your memory? Was it that oh, one or is boy. there another one that touched you? Well, I can't say that one touched my soul. <laughs> Touching other things. It, no, that was not my soul <laughs> that got touched. Um Oh, I'm so embarrassed now. Like my cheeks are so red. Oh, um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, come on. Yeah, awesome. Like, hey, man, why not? Like, I mean, <laughs> need to do a few more readings with these kind of women. Like, yeah. let's, let's do this. Um, <laughs> oh, I have so many. It's it's just like it's just like with the with the oracle. Like, how do I choose a favorite child? Um, yeah. Because as I said, I really do feel deeply connected to each and every one and I feel their feelings and a lot of the inner child ones really touch me because yeah I I have a lot of healing to do around that inner child wound myself and and just to to feel their I do I feel their pain sometimes I feel their grief I feel all the things um so it can be very overwhelming for me as a super sensitive person too. Mm. Um, but I also feel their joy and I love to feel when, they're, when their lost loved ones come back in to, mm. to speak to them. Oh, oh, wow. Sometimes it's like a warm hug and I come out of the reading just feeling so supported, like, like a past loved one has come to see me and sure. wrap their arms around me. Um, so that is that's just beautiful um to be able to see that or oh sometimes I I did a um an online course called cosmic connections where I I included in that a reading where I would specifically kind of mm, target seems like the wrong word but (laughs) focus on drawing in some sign of their um future soulmate 
um, if you call it that. Um, and some of those, I just was on this like romantic high for the whole wow. day because it was like, wow, it's like living vicariously through their love experience. That's some of those were just beautiful. Yeah. Um, but one that stands out, I, I did, I actually, this particular girl, I dreamt of her before she reached out to me for a reading. Wow. Um, I didn't realize that that dream was about her until she contacted me and until I did the reading. But in the dream, I saw a woman in an old house with a, a big sort of a vintage cupboard with teapots and things. And she had in her hands like a, a necklace or a bracelet of coral and the, the string snapped and the coral went all over the floor oh. and she was picking it up and putting it into a teacup, picking up all the coral. And then I, then I got to the, you know, a couple of days later she contacted me and we got to the reading and in the reading I saw her sitting kind of resting on a, on a blue deer, which was really unusual that the deer would be this colour, and I knew that was significant. I was like, hmm, the deer's blue. Okay, let's roll with that. <laughs> um, and she was kind of like lying on this deer and they they were the deer was sort of had waded into a like a lake or a flooded river or something. And um and she had a ukulele in her hands and she was wearing the coral necklace that I'd oh. seen in the dream it's like oh okay this That's is a big so one random. to unpack yeah and so often I won't try to interpret mm. or add my own layer to it in the um, recording but sometimes you know I'll, I'll intuitively know what sure. what a metaphor is about but this one I was like woof, I'm lost here don't I don't know anything about this so I just simply conveyed it and mm. she can tell me what this means to her I love it when they write back to me and, and give me a really nice long explanation of how everything uh, resonates. Uh, and she wrote back to me and said, the blue deer is Kayumari. And I was like, hmm, what? <laughs> I've never heard of this. It's a, uh, it's a uh, fire god from the Wixicaria, I hope I pronounced that correctly, Wixicaria tribe in the Andes somewhere in the Andes mm -hmm. in South America and she said I've just come back from a trip where I stayed for six months or three months in a village with this tribe wow. um, we were learning something where she was helping out like a maybe like wolfing or something and she did a fire ceremony with the with the shaman of the tribe and the so this she was like and Kayumari came through Kayumari is the fire spirit the fire god and I was like wow <laughs> you know I'd never heard of this tribe before no. I'd never heard of this um mythology um uh, spiritual belief and the fact that she'd just come back from a trip she was from Italy so that yeah it yeah, was just wow. I was like and I so I learned something and and you know with that archaeology art history background sure. I've always wanted to be like Indiana Jones so this is kind of cool learning <laughs> I love mythology so I was like that's awesome and she said and I play the ukulele oh <laughs> my gosh <laughs> and so she sent me this beautiful piece of music um, oh. that she played on her ukulele wow. a video of her playing it and sure enough it was well in the 
in the, I don't know if I saw it in the vision, but in the painting I made it blue and it's a blue ukulele. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then she said my, both of my grandmothers on both sides each had a coral, one had a coral bracelet and one had a coral necklace. And before they passed, they gave them to me and they have both since broken. But I make mm. jewellery and I've always been, I've been intending for years now to make something out of the, the coral. And she's like, so you're reading, that was them coming through to say, go on, make your necklace, like Aww. put them back together, put the pieces back together. So, yeah. That's so just, beautiful. That was a beautiful one. So. Oh, gosh. Yeah. gosh. <laughs> and they're all Chills. like that. So it's, yeah, it's full on. That is I take incredible. the whole day off when I do a spirit reading. <laughs> I can yeah. imagine. And then I tried, yeah, I try as best as I can to uh, make a make a painting that expresses at least as much as I can of that reading. Yeah. It's sort of like a decorative way of expressing what I saw. Yeah. Mm, so goodness. Yeah. That's them. <laughs> oh my gosh. They sound incredible. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. I hope they are. Oh, oh yeah. I love it. <laughs> I need one. <laughs> I wish the viewers, I mean, the listeners could see that. <laughs> We're both just sitting here like, so jaws oh. dropped. Like, wow. <laughs> How could it not be anything other than incredible? It's, it's not a painting. That's a whole experience. Mm. Mm, it really yeah. is. Yeah. 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 Magic. Absolute <laughs> magic. Hearing how unless I see a bee, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, unless I see a bee, and then I'm like, I'm not painting that. <laughs> not again. Oh. Some are more fun than others. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh well. When I see snakes or things, I'm like, oh, I did see a uh, a black snake in one reading, and yep, sure enough, next day, I only stepped on one down at the river. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. I'm like, oh, can your spirit animal please not be deadly? <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. So, Nancy, is there a particular quote that resonates with you deeply and would you mind sharing it with our listeners? Oh, well, oh, I have so many, but this morning I really felt, I felt this one. It's not so much a quote as, it, well, it, it's not a quote. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Nancy? It's a song. It's a oh, song oh, that you might beautiful. be familiar with. It's Into the Mystic by Van Morrison, which mm. just I just felt like sharing that one today. But the the specific part of it, and I will just quick disclaimer, I know that the word gypsy is now seen, um, not now, but, you know, it can be seen as um like an offensive slur but when mm -hmm. this beautiful man wrote these lyrics I don't think he considered it that way at all sure. um, and it has a different meaning so the quote is and I want to rock your gypsy soul just like way back in the days of old and magnificently we will fold into the mystic so I love that it gave me goosebumps just reading it but beautiful to me I feel like, and here I am getting a bit cheeky again. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You girls are an influence on me. This is great. <laughs> but this, this feeling of just magnificently folding into the mystic, and I imagine in the arms of this 
beautiful man mm. <laughs> um, or, you know, in the arms of a lover, um, an unconditional endless love just folding into the mystic. To me, well, number one, it feels like, you know, the French call an orgasm, the little death. Yeah. <laughs> that mm. feeling of that sublime whisking away that you slip between realms and dissolve into ecstasy for that moment with yeah with that but that not only then but when's the other time in life that we're going to feel that magnificent folding into the mystic would be at the end of our time also in the embrace of spirit and just dissolving um into sublime bliss so I don't know I love that (laughs) I have a bit of a very very weird synchronicity with what you've just said right (laughs) this is like as soon as you said Van Morrison into the mystic yesterday my husband Mm. and I attended a funeral and after the service we got into the car we were driving for I reckon about 10-15 minutes and out of the blue my car radio started with Van Morrison into the Mystic halfway through the song. Ah, I shit you not. And at the time, like, I'm kind of like, oh, well, that's a bit weird. Like that song just came on and even like Boo was like, oh, is that my phone or your phone? Like how did that even come on? And I had to get into my handbag and pull my phone out and it was on, on my Spotify. And I don't know uh-oh. And then you see we're doing it already. Yeah. Yeah. That. It's a bit I of validation. Know. That is bizarre. And then yeah. you just said about the end of life. And I was at a yeah. funeral. Like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. My yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Speechless. Now I'm just yeah. <laughs> I am a bit speechless too now, which yeah. is rare. It's beautiful oh, though. Yeah. It's so meant to be you know this mm. conversation taking place so. for so many many deep reasons actually so yeah so nice being able to share it all together and record it to share with all our listeners as well mm. so thank How you special. thank you for that yeah wow mm. thank oh. you it's a beautiful way to spend yeah. my morning talking to you both yeah <laughs> well we've only got a couple more questions to go I'm not sure I'm ready to let you go but no, I'll I draw know. this out we'll oh. see if we can draw it out <laughs> It's a long one anyway, this one. Um, And we wouldn't have it any other way. Um, Okay, so on the podcast we have a divine tool of the week each episode to share with our listeners. So what do you have? Um, Is there anything in particular that you love working with in ritual that you want to share? Mm, Well, (laughs) I had so many across my mind, but I'm going to go with something maybe a little different that you might not consider a divine tool, but you will now. Oh, love. <laughs> um, it's it's my outdoor bathtub because oh, oh, I oh. use that. <laughs> right? Right. I use that for so many things. And and they are, you know, it's a it's a very ritualistic thing that I will always sort of start a uh, yeah, I'll, 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 uh, what's the word? See, now I'm stumbling over my words. I've been thinking about <laughs> other things. <laughs> um, I'll, I often will have a bath out there under the moon wow. um, on the special occasions. I mark the Sabbaths by doing different rituals and, and, and bathing rituals are so important to me. I just love the idea of being able to absorb that 
herbal, maybe like with a herbal soak or essential yeah. oils or I'll, I even like to put crystals in my bath water. So I've got a big chunk of rose quartz and I put that in the bath water or, you know, if I'm bathing under the full moon, that's really an incredible energetic um yeah you're absorbing sure it is. you're literally bathing in moon water um and I do a lot of my well at least I begin a lot of my rituals or spell work or anything by having a bath first it's a cleansing yeah um it's just a beautiful thing so it's it's very like it's very self-loving as well it gets you into your body it helps you kind of embody the the magic or I guess whatever you would call it but yeah, I love using that as my, you know, my most important tool. And it's probably my favorite thing that I, I've built in the house. I love <laughs> um, that. Yeah. Last sour and I just had the most, I was in there for hours. Just oh, nice. <laughs> I love it because it's getting cold, you know, and the steam's rising and I'm just wow. looking up at the moon and I listen to all my favorite witchy songs in there and yeah, just drift away and do a meditation or or something. And yeah, it's really good. Oh. I highly recommend it. Yes, <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> and I also, yeah, I also get to be out there in my garden. I'm literally surrounded by my my plant friends and my fairy yeah. friends while I'm bathing. So yeah, it's pretty oh. nice. Nice to have the moonlight or the sunlight on your skin. And yeah. 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 Oh, it sounds unreal. yeah it gets you into the elements and you know out there in the rain it's nice too Mm -hmm. Um, that'd be magic that's my divine tool love Love. thank you (laughs) and do you have anything brewing you would like to share with our podcast coven and how can everyone find you and your magical work oh well um what am i brewing this there's two things kind of on the go at the moment, and that's um, a, it's a hand-painted book. Um, I decided I wanted to oh, throw caution to the wind in these crazy times and get away from technology. I didn't want to use my iPad um, or, or work digitally at all. I just wanted to go back to the old ways. When I'm painting by hand, I never get any neck pain or wrist pain or anything Mm. it just feels beautiful and natural and I can't Mm. undo undo (laughs) what goes down is what stays and what comes through is what's meant to come through so I wanted to hand paint a kind of like a guide to inviting the magic of the fae into your life um a guide to the different things you can do on the different um, Sabbaths. So it's roughly arranged with the seasons um, and all these like nice activities um, that you would associate with the different seasons and and so on. So it's kind of like a, like a a baby witch guide, (laughs) a baby fey witch guide. Um, It's called wild fairy magic. Um, And yeah, so I'm working on that. It may take me like four years because <laughs> each, I mean, hand painting it, I, I yeah. really may be quite insane, but I just thought <laughs> I want to birth this into the world and I want it to be even a lot of the text I'm, I'm using calligraphy to write. Oh, gosh. So I, I want to try Beautiful. to avoid the, the computer as much as possible and have it as this um, natural thing. 
you know, um, and old fashioned. Um, and although having said that I had to go and buy a, a, an art scanner, like a high tech art scanner. And I realized, ah, (laughs) you silly girl. You can't just, you can't have it all your own way. You can't paint it by hand and then get it published. (laughs) <laughs> You've got to get it into digital. <laughs> so hand paint every yeah, single so, copy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that really might. That'll be your career ender. <laughs> oh. um, so there's that, and I've kind of been brewing with some oh, it sounds friends so of mine. Sorry, oh, you cut out. Sorry. Yeah, oh, I think I disappeared it for sounds a sec. so potent. The book you're working on. Oh, yeah, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what was I saying? That, uh, yeah, with a couple of my friends, we're brewing up possibly a little retreat, uh, around healing the inner child and painting and yeah, doing like little craft activities. And I'm kind of hoping to do it around Samhain next year would be really fun because um yeah I just would love to connect with other women and I've I've held a few retreats before and they've been just so I get more out of them oh no I don't (laughs) but I'm known to be I'm known to be a bit of a tearjerker so I'll have to try to rein it back on the emotional stuff (laughs) but important to to um yeah express your emotions in a safe space a sacred space with other women Mm. um so if you can't you know do an inner child meditation and shed a few tears amongst us on a on a retreat then when can you so exactly you know Mm. there's a that's that duality of life's beauty and sadness and I guess Samhain's a good time for that so I'll Mm, manifest that (laughs) wow I'm sure you will my goodness, oh. you are more magical than a herd of unicorns. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. It is I, true. Do, I think unicorns are probably my spirit animal. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> Every now and again it's a black unicorn, but uh, yeah, mostly. <laughs> Sexy. Um, I, I, I kind of forgot to mention where you can find me. <laughs> oh, and we but, will yes. include links as well. But, yeah, sure, if you want to rattle them off now, go oh, for it. Oh, that's okay. I can, um, <laughs> yeah, it's simply my name, nancychalmers.com or nancychalmers underscore on Instagram and the YouTube channel is called The Rambling Rose. So, yeah, that's I'll where you be, can find me. Yeah, wonderful. I'll be getting my <laughs> stalk on. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I already have. It's yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Mm. So, no, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been oh, just a journey. It's been beautiful talking with you about all of these amazing, amazing offerings. So mm. thank you. Yeah. Well, and thank you for getting in touch with us and being one of our listeners. And and it's just incredible to know that um, you know. So so the cycle goes. We have such amazing listeners and doing such amazing things and getting to connect and share that and grow this community is what we're here for and what it's all about. So thank you for doing what you do and being so generous with your time and telling us all about it. You know, it's it's amazing. It's a privilege. 
I do. I love the podcast and I, I get so much out of every episode. So. I love the one with Jane. Uh, Jane Collins? Hardwick. Collins. Collins? Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, yeah, that was mega fans. so amazing. <laughs> I got a lot out of that. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah. We did too. <laughs> That's for sure. Every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get so much out yeah. of it. So, yeah. yeah. We've done two with her now. She's... um. There was one early, mm. yeah, I think season one. Yeah, think, season and, one. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We're fans. Mm. We're super fans of everyone. We just geek out. Can't believe we do. We this. do. We're so lucky. <laughs> we are. Very it's fortunate. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, yeah. We will be back with you next week for another episode and we hope you have a lovely week ahead and take care. Absolutely. Thank you. We love bringing Turns Out She's a Witch to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, you'll get access to some beautiful guided meditation recordings, a Patreon shout-out on the podcast, there's monthly live Q&As, competitions and giveaways, as well as a special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. As always, we welcome your questions. We'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your family and friends and give us a follow over on Insta at turnsout underscore she's a witch. Until next time, thanks for listening and being a part of our podcast coven. <laughs>